When we do this work to heal and elevate and empower ourselves, we're also creating sturdier bones so that future generations will have something strong to stand on. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Bain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Welcome back to Messy and Magnificent. It's your gal, Carly, and today is the second in our two-part series celebrating the one-year anniversary of Messy and Magnificent. And whether you're listening in for the first time or you've been here for all 50-something episodes leading up to today, I really appreciate you being in this conversation here, centered around what allows women to thrive in our modern economy. So maybe you caught the first half of this two-part segment where we share some of our best clips from my conversations directly with you. Well, this half was really challenging to put together, and I'll tell you why. You are about to hear some of the clips from some of the guests whose episodes have been most requested and listened to. And it was just so hard (laughs) to choose these clips. We had multiple people, both Sarah and Aaron, help to pick these clips and figure out how we would choose amongst so many valuable pieces of insight, data, wisdom, and research that women have shared with us. And it just validates to me that if we get below the surface of, hey, how are you, in our normal chit-chat level of conversation, there is so much depth and insight right there in every single woman, including you. So here's what we did. We decided to pick three main themes. These are themes that show up again and again in all of our most popular episodes. And they're really all centered around learning how to fully embody yourself in our modern world. And I say that really intentionally. What I mean when I say fully embody yourself is that I think for a lot of us, certainly for me, there was this myth that there's kind of a work you and a home you, and everyone's striving for this work-life balancing. And that whole concept just makes me laugh out loud these days because the premise of needing work-life balance is flawed. Not because balance is not important, but because you aren't fragments. There is no such thing as home you and sister you or friend you or coworker you or boss you or The you who makes the groceries or the you who volunteers or the you who takes care of your aging parents, whatever it is, all those different fragments, if we see ourselves as different sections, cause us to feel pulled in all these different directions when really you are one whole being. Every woman is one entirely whole being. And so if we can get clear about what it is that gives you life, and then begin to systematically prune out everything that's sucking your life, well, then we no longer have to strive for this thing that sells a lot of books and a lot of self-help shows around work-life balance because you will be whole and full. We don't have to worry about you being pulled in so many directions anymore. So today we're going to go over three 
very specific themes that have been really well attended. These are the themes that you're telling me that you care about. And I love that after a year of being in conversation with you, I'm getting clear about what you want more of. Keep telling me. But the themes that show up again and again and again are boundaries, listening to your gut or intuition or that sense of internal guidance that you have, and both believing in and being able to share your stories. So we have pulled a myriad of clips from a bunch of wise women who are going to speak to boundaries, that sense of gut intuition, and how to both hear and share your story. Now, what this means as we begin to live into these three themes of boundaries and honoring your own wisdom and knowing how to share that wisdom with the world is that we start to carve out not just well-being in your career, health, and relationships for you, which is incredibly important, but also we begin to lay the foundation that will benefit future generations of women. And so with that in mind, I want to give a shout out real quick before we get started. I want to shout out two listeners who have been particularly involved with us over the past year. So hey, Sabrina Hobson and hello, Charlotte Alexander. Now, again, it was really hard to choose which shout out we would do because we've had so many great conversations. But Sabrina and Charlotte came top of mind for two reasons. The first is that they show up. They've given us great reviews. They leave posts either publicly on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, or privately they send me DMs. And they share the stories of what happens when they take action on our episodes. See, they're getting the results and the benefit and great breakthroughs in their career, health, and relationships, not because they just listen to the episodes, which is good and frankly nice, but because they take small but consistent action steps. They listen for the things that are useful to them, and then they do something with that. And so thank you, Sabrina, Charlotte, and everyone who is part of our growing community. I hope you will continue to tag me and be in conversation between episodes. And more specifically today, I hope as you listen in to all of these rich nuggets of wisdom that you know that you don't need to implement them all right now. (laughs) That would be way too much. Rather, keep an eye out for one specific invitation that either I or one of the guests you're about to hear makes and decide to take action there. So we're going to kick this off with a really important foundational conversation that by golly, I wish somebody had with me a long, long time ago. We're going to talk about the episode we did number 22, with Dr. Valerie Rain about the patriarchy stress disorder. And I should say this up front, any episode that you're about to hear a clip from, we will put the link to in the show notes so that you can hear the entire thing. So if you hear something that's landing well with you and you want to know more about it, know that you can find that very easily wherever you're listening to this podcast. I encourage you to go deeper into that topic if it speaks to you. Now, what Dr. Valerie Rain brought forth was really important to the show. I operate from an awareness that if you are a human woman living on planet Earth right now, you have experienced trauma. Now, that might be big capital T trauma, things that have happened directly to you, and or it might be the little T traumas that happen to all women on Earth consistently, things that say, don't speak up, don't make a fuss, why can't you just be grateful for what you have? Don't ask for too much. Dress like this. Don't dress like this. Say this. Don't say that. All that little stuff. And what Dr. Rain brought forward 
was the understanding of the science behind our epigenetics. We are now aware that encoded within our DNA are the memories of our ancestors, meaning you carry within your DNA memories that come from your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, going back for centuries. And so when it's hard for us to have our own agency in the world, when it's hard for us to speak up or to get clear or to make boundaries, it's oftentimes not just because of the limitations we have experienced personally, but because of the limitations that have been placed on women before this. And so it's really important to understand that the limiting factors of coming up, of being raised in a patriarchal society include the type of inherited trauma that Dr. Valerie Rain is about to explain. For millennia of patriarchy, a woman's power has been a punishable offense. Owning our own body that was not allowed, loving who we love, having our own money was not on the menu, making decisions for ourselves. We're the first generation of women who has the unprecedented opportunity to own our businesses and to advance in male-dominated fields in our careers. But with that, it's very important to understand that this genetic trauma is alive and well in us. We're constantly in a state of fear and anxiety, unbeknownst to us, because it actually feels normal. But what it leads to, it leads to burnout, it leads to a loss of, of pleasure, satisfaction in our lives. Recognizing that it's not us, it's not our failing, it's not our fault, it's not our personality flaws. It's a natural reaction of the nervous system to us playing big in the world where it's never been safe even to be a woman, let alone yeah. to be a visible, powerful woman. Now, this is some powerful stuff that Dr. Rain brought to the show, but I want to point out that this is the beginning of the conversation, especially for white women. Because while our ancestors might have experienced trauma, for women who are black, brown, or indigenous in the country that I come from, the United States, and in many places around the world, the systemic traumas that are put on them on a regular basis are still very, very present. So we have to be aware here that the goal is not to heal the trauma and go back to normal before, you know, the virus or before just patriarchy in general to have things be the way that they have been over the past hundred years. Because what was, quote, normal has been based on lots of outdated and harmful tradition. So in addition to Dr. Valerie Rain, I also want to bring forth another body of work that's really important. Once we understand the concept of patriarchy stress disorder, then we also need to understand how as white women, we buy in to the patriarchy, either consciously or unconsciously, and we repeat the patterns that white men before us have done. So perhaps you want to check out the book by Sonia Renee Taylor called The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love. And if you want a little bit of a sense of what Sonia Renee Taylor is like, listen to this recent quote that she shared. She said, we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was never normal other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. 
We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. So I hope that this conversation around patriarchy stress disorder is the beginning of the conversation and that especially my white audience members, that you continue to do the work of understanding the voices of women who are facing systemic trauma on a regular basis so that we can change that. And a big part of what allows us to be able to show up for the things that need to change, whether they're in your own personal life or they're more global within your community too, is having good boundaries. When we have good boundaries, we immediately begin to reclaim our time and energy so that we can show up for the things that really do matter to us. So we're going to introduce now this first topic around boundaries. Now, remember when I spoke earlier about how when we fragment our view of ourselves, we get a little weaker, we feel pulled in too many directions? Well, creating boundaries is exactly what allows us to return to a more whole and full state. You're about to hear from episode 32, Nancy Levin, talk about curing that knee-jerk yes that so many of us have and learning the process for upgrading our boundaries. I work with boundaries as the limits that we set around what we will or will not do, will or will not tolerate, will or will not accept. So essentially, our boundaries are what's okay and not okay for us. And boundaries are very personal. So we're always wanting to be able to locate ourselves in the conversation. As I'm sure you find as well, that's the starting point and it's a very difficult point for many women especially, to start to actually locate themselves in the mix. Because if anyone listening identifies as a people pleaser, a peacekeeper, a conflict avoider, a not rock the boater, it's been ingrained in us to actually package ourselves to be digestible to someone else. And so the boundary work is really about recognizing I am separate from you. I am responsible for me, not your experience. And how do I really stay with the delineation of where do I end and where do you begin? And so all of this comes back to starting with I. A boundary is not telling anyone else what to do. A boundary has nothing to do with anyone else's behavior. Most people think of boundaries as as contracting and restricting and depriving. And I actually think of boundaries as expansive. I think of boundaries as the way that we are carefully choosing and consciously curating what we want in our lives. And so when when we share a boundary with someone else, we're simply, I like to think of it like we're giving people pieces of our puzzle. We're giving them pages of our operating manual. We're simply saying to someone, here's, here's what works and doesn't work for me. But we're not giving them the responsibility of it. I got to tell you, from behind the scenes of working with Nancy Levin, she is the real deal. (laughs) I get no kickback for saying this, but her book, Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free, is phenomenal. I will put a link to that in the show notes in case you're ready to upgrade your boundaries too. So Nancy laid for us here in this particular episode a great foundational understanding of boundaries, and she shared some great examples from her real life. 
And so now I want to take this forward and make sure that we speak to what boundaries can look like in a very timely manner. The episode you're about to hear a clip from, number 26, was our conversation with Siobhan Boyer, who is both a registered nurse and a coach for women with alopecia. She made it clear that self-sacrifice, while it might have been the history of women, is not the future of either business or medicine. And she explained how she went from a very typical nurse who is exhausting herself on a regular basis to being able to reclaim her time, energy, and joy. Always put myself first, take care of myself, because without that, I have nothing. (laughs) Like, I can't take care of anybody if I'm sick or I'm not taking care of myself. So I have to put myself first, take care of myself, even if that means saying no to something. I am a whole being. I'm not just a nurse. I'm not just a daughter. I'm a whole being and I love myself. And because I love myself, I'm going to take care of myself because that in turn helps me to take care of other people. Now, behind the scenes, what's really interesting about this particular episode with Siobhan is that we booked it with her prior to the outbreak of C-19. And so when we actually had the opportunity to do the interview with her, C-19 was happening in a big way in America. And she was suddenly finding herself on the front line, so incredibly grateful for the sense of boundaries she had because her particular C-19 wing of the hospital she was working on did not have enough PPE. And Siobhan was having to make really tough decisions about where it was safe for her to take care of patients and what she would have to do in order to maintain her own safety. Now, I want to give you a little update. I just had the opportunity of having a delightful conversation with Siobhan last week. She's doing really well, but she is finding herself again in a really difficult situation because there is another PPE shortage in Southern California where now, more than eight months since the corona outbreak has happened, she is still working with patients every single week on a COVID floor. So this is where we as a community can step up and take care of each other. If you know anybody that has access to size small N95 masks, please be in touch with me so that I can connect you with Siobhan so we can make sure that our gal and everybody on the front lines has the proper PPE to show up for other people without sacrificing their own health and well-being in the process. I will put a link to my direct email in the show notes. Shoot me a message. And I know that Siobhan and many other frontline workers would be incredibly grateful for your help. So you want more free time, some space to think. You know everything would be so much easier if you just had a little more wiggle room in your days. By golly, I hear ya. So let's talk about my favorite B word for a second. Boundaries. 14 years of coaching has shown me that there is a direct correlation for women between how much time and energy you have to get to the things you really care about and the types of boundaries you're setting. But nobody has taught us to set boundaries in a way that feels good. And that's why this episode is brought to you by the Boundary Academy. This is my forthcoming at-home study course that's going to give you both the tools and the community support to make having boundaries both doable and downright enjoyable. 
I'll make sure to let you know when it's available. So get on the list by heading over to carlyfane.com and get totally free access to the mini Boundaries Like a Boss course. There is nothing for sale in this 45-minute program that outlines the three essential mindsets that women with boundaries know. And it comes with a step-by-step guidebook that will allow you to have the script to upgrade your boundaries on the spot, even when people push back on them. You know that hunch you've had for a long time that you're meant to do something meaningful in the world? It's right. Let's make sure that you get to do just that. So speaking of growing community, our top two episode of all times was the episode called Building the Habit of Courage, How to Stop Doing What Drains You, with our special guest, Dana LeMay. What Dana really brought forward was a powerful conversation about the difference between logic and intuition, and more importantly, our ability to leverage both of them. So in the way business has been done for the last few hundred of years, logic has been the paramount. It's been the supreme thing that we use on a regular basis because it's helpful. But logic is only one resource. And we as women have many other resources that we can tap into. One of them being our own self-sourced gut information, meaning the sense that you get within yourself about whether or not something is true or good for you. I feel like I've always had a very strong sense of intuition. Also, that my my life has trained me, my experiences, my ideas about what I was supposed to do and not supposed to do have really put more value on my logical brain. And I have a very logical brain and I like to make sense and I like data. I mm-hmm. like proof that things are going to go the way that I would like them to. Thank you. (laughs) And so to just really have this gut check guiding me was this whole new world, whole brave new world. And you really do have to be brave in a world that values logic and reason to just trust that feeling when the little hairs on your body stand up. Permission to trust my intuition. Mm. A validation that that gut feeling, that sense that I get in my body is guiding me and it is correct for me and that I don't need to, I don't need to live by someone else's rule. I believe and what has been true for me in my life that when we take a tiny little step that feels courageous, everything in our life can shift. So what this conversation with Dana really did was help me understand just how many women, A, feel like they are enduring, meaning they're just getting through each day, and B, how many of you have a sense of gut knowledge, of information residing within yourself. So we knew it was time to bring somebody on the show that could help us tap in to that gut sense, or what she calls our own holy knowing. You're about to hear Susie Banks-Baum share with us from her episode 35 about trusting your knowing and how women specifically 
with real examples rise from doubt to leading themselves forward. What we feel in our bodies when we feel our, our instinctive, holy knowing, as I call it, my holy knowing, when I feel that, it is a step toward liberation for myself and for every woman, every person I work with, man, man or woman. The ability for a woman to trust her body and to reside in that confidence and not let all of the societal pressure that we all engage with on different levels and in different ways. When you get sent back to that holy knowing, whether it's through a really mindful, aware decision-making process in which you set some really clear boundaries for yourself, or you make a decision for your business or for your relationship or just for yourself and the way you handle your days. Once you start paying attention to that, the only way you go wrong is when you succumb to those outside pressures. I think that there are so many pressures on women to distrust our holy knowing. There's no gatekeeper between me and my holy knowing. Only the stuff that I throw in front of it, you know, expectations, projections, fear, all of that. Tell something to your psyche. Tell something to your instinctual self that says, you're important. I'm listening. I'm here. So before I introduce our third and final theme of this particular year, I want to pause here and take a beat and ask you the same question I ask each of our guests when we do our Messy and Magnificent two-way Q&A because it's so relevant to what Susie just shared. Here's the question. Ready? What is one thing right now that even if other people disagree, you know to be true? Pause on that. I'm actually going to go silent for about five seconds as you tap in to some sense of your own knowing. What do you know to be true? And now I want you to hear that. I want you to consider that what you know could very well be accurate. And remember that as we jump into our next thread of conversation about both hearing and believing in your own story. See, being who you are and then believing that what you know is true is a really important step. This is the best way that you're going to be able to discern what steps make sense for you moving forward and then what steps will also allow you to be of the most service to other people. So in this episode with Lana Brown, number 47, we talked about what she calls being single mom strong. Now, you do not need to be the mother of an actual child for her story to really resonate. Because what Lana Brown realized was that when she was in some of her toughest moments and she couldn't take care of everything, she couldn't control the outcome of all of her circumstances, she could continue to tend to her own body. And that it was this investment in her own physical strength that helped her to continue to move forward. And the byproduct of creating a closer connection with her physical body is that it really fortified her mental and emotional strength also, 
allowing her to show up for both herself, her son, and now with her increased energy and fortitude, she's been able to launch her own business while continuing to be an activist for Black women and single moms. The impact that you can have when you're just yourself, and unapologetically so, can be so vast and have make a world of difference for one person and thousands of people. And if it just helps you, that's number one. But when you help one person or you can help 10 people, 20 people, 100 people, that is like, I have a heart for service. So I am grateful that me helping myself also helps other people, makes it feel even better. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. Everyone needs to just be themselves and be okay with it and take power in it. So what you heard Lana Brown do was get super clear about what she could tend to, what she valued, and then she was able to show up for that in a bigger way. Well, this really mirrors a message brought to us by Farron Weiner on episode 40. Emotional success was the name of that episode. Farron explained how to leverage your values like the world's best brands do. And she explained how our work is really a reflection of who we are and what it is that we prioritize in the world. Farron explained how you can take what you're learning about yourself so that you're more authentic to what it is that you know to be true and then begin to apply that to your life's work. The values in our life become the boundaries for us. I have incredible boundaries with the brands that I build and not as strong boundaries in my personal life. And actually part of that uncovering that was where I recognized that they're one in the same. I could tell you what is on brand or off brand for any of my clients in like one second, but it becomes more challenging sometimes for us as individuals. But I do think that values at the end of the day are the backbone for what your brand is built on. Building a brand starts with laying a foundation of who you are, what you believe and why you're here. And then how you wanna show up in the world is the creative expression of that. So I think what values become is really the backbone of the choices that you make. It's about having the inputs, the decision-making, the non-negotiables, the clarity of the idea of who you wanna be or what you wanna accomplish, and then having that like gut and heart to stick with it. And I think for me, I have never truly been more happy and successful in my work and yet, it's not the, fa- the fanciest job that I've ever had in the public eye. It's not recognition or external validation. It's the internal validation. It's the relationships. It's the community that we're building. And I think it's the fun that I'm having. Really being able to make my own rules. And I think that that is what, for me, I saw I could accomplish and just had to, I just knew that I had to go for it. Oh, what a beautiful tapestry of conversation we are threading here. Because you now you've just heard both Lana Brown and Farron Weiner talk a little bit more about discovering what uniquely gives you life and starting to show up for that. Now, right after some of these episodes is when we had one of our signature podcast pajama parties. And I asked all the women who showed up live for that pajama party, hey, what topics do you want us to speak to next? Who should we be bringing on the show? And women had gotten so much clearer about what they value, and they were realizing that the missing piece was knowing how to articulate that out into the world so that it could be well 
received. And that's how we knew that it was time to bring back Dr. Maria Sirwa for her episode number 49, Masterful Storytelling, How to Share Your Stories to Transform and Inspire. See, so much of the power lost to women is in our stories that have never been told. How many of us have had something we've been tempted to stay, and then we didn't actually write it down or speak up about it or share it with anyone else. And so it was lost because we decided unilaterally that it wasn't deemed worthy of retelling. And think about all the stories that we have heard and been inspired by and how those have changed and transformed us. So you're about to hear Maria explain why storytelling really matters, specifically the telling of your own unique story. Story at a time like this, particularly when the world is in upheaval and many of us are in some degree of suffering, if not for ourselves personally, but on behalf of others we care for, you know, the capacity to integrate stories of hope, stories of resilience, Stories of turning the darkest night into that dawn, that dawning light, are absolutely crucial. It matters because it enables us to cohere so many bits of information from so many domains, meaning the emotional domain, the intellectual, the collective, the unconscious, the conscious, the real and the imagined. The other gorgeous outcome of of being participating in either telling or receiving story is that it It opens doors to possible different futures. You know, it creates a possibility of, oh, that's who I might become, or that's what's possible for us as a team. And if we can see it, as you know, through your work, if we can imagine it and see it, we can take the steps to get there. What's the story you most want to leave for the people who are to come after you? I wonder if it's questions like what Maria just said, what's the story you most want to leave for the people who come after you, that prompt extraordinary women to stand up and create the future that they want. This leads me to think of women like those in Georgia who have been doing the incredible work of helping to make sure that every citizen in the state has the right to a fair vote and election. So this makes me think of women like Stacey Abrams, Nesse Ufant, Helen Butler, Deborah Scott, Tamika Atkins, just to name a few. These are all Black leaders who helped to register over 800,000 Georgia voters for the 2020 election. And they did that because they know that their story and their voice matters, and so does everyone else's. So they got the Senate vote so close that it's actually going to go for a runoff, which means all of us need to get involved to support the citizens of Georgia and make sure that we make this presidency even more effective by supporting candidates like Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. I'm going to put a link in the show notes or just head on over to gasenate.com to make sure that you get involved with me. Let's be part of the community that backs the story of all women. Because when we do this work to heal and elevate and empower ourselves, we're also creating sturdier bones so that future generations will have something strong to stand on. 
So we're going to wrap up this episode with a very recent story from my own personal life. Now, I don't know if you follow me on social media, you have definitely seen me talk about my two nephews, Elijah and Julian. They are three and two years old and just two of the sweetest, most miraculous little brothers. And they happen to be at my house over the weekend. On Saturday, we're out in the front yard. I'm pushing them on the swing. They're rolling around in the crunchy leaves. When we come back into the house, my phone is blowing up because the president and vice president-elect have just been decided. And a lot of people are rejoicing that perhaps we're going to have a better government moving forward. And that evening, my nephews got to witness Vice President-elect Kamala Harris take the stage, a woman in one of the most powerful offices within our country who also happens to share some of their Jamaican heritage. In a moment, you're going to hear the sound that the two of them were making as they danced and cheered, we love Kamala la la. And then the silence when she takes the stage and they were mesmerized watching her speak and lead. Their understanding of what was possible for them just grew larger. Who are you dancing for? You dancing for Kamala? There she is. There she is, guys. And so with that, I thank you for remembering that you thrive through nourishment, not punishment, that we are here expanding what is possible for you and for all those you hope to inspire. Keep taking care of what you value, including yourself. And I will see you again next week for a brand new episode. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.